You are tuned into the third edition of the Hip Hop for Bernie Sanders podcast. My name is Matt Sanzala, and I will be your host today, tonight, whenever you happen to be listening here on SoundCloud.com slash Pushermania. We're also on the iTunes. We're also on the Stitcher, the TuneIn. You can find us all over the place. Just search Pushermania or Hip Hop for Bernie Sanders. Today, our guests are very special to me. Two legends in the game, people I've always looked up to for many years and I'm a big fan of. We've got Tajay from the Souls of Mischief. Hey, hey, how's it going? And also representing the Hieroglyphics camp, we've got Casual. What's going on, guys? Peace, peace. How you doing, man? Man, peace to you. I appreciate y'all taking this time to sit down and talk with me. Like I said, the, the podcast is called Hip Hop for Bernie Sanders, but the fact of the matter is we're doing this in a very timely way of what's going on right now with Sanders and all that. But really what the goal here is to talk about the issues. And what's what sparked me to be interested in Bernie and this whole election, to be honest, is seeing the platform he's running on, seeing the issues that he's raising and some of the things he's talking about. I feel like a lot of things he's talking about are speaking more directly to a wide range of people than I've heard in an election this big, in a presidential election in a long time. That's interesting. Yeah. Have y'all been paying attention to uh, what's been going on with these elections? Uh, you know, I pay about as much attention as I do just being an American citizen and just, you know, not being deeply invested in the politics, but wanting to uh, hope that the system is set up for the type of change we need. And when I say that, I noticed that this is just me, casual, just mm -hmm. keeping it 100. It seems like uh, Bernie is been like the candidate for the so-called conspiracy theorists are the people who are not necessarily anti-government but uh uh having to think that the government has some agenda out against the average american person which i'm not saying i uh what, what side i'm on i'm just noticing it seems like he's like the uh sovereign citizens candidate a am i wrong in that given that early analysis kind of um you're not wrong because there are definitely people that are super far left who are into Bernie, of course. But when you think about what's happening right now, if you've seen what, what the polls are saying about Iowa, you know, 51% of the, the people in Iowa are not conspiracy theorists, more than likely. 50-some percent. I think it's maybe 53% as of today. Where And Hillary Clinton dropped down to like 45%. He's already and has been winning in New Hampshire, which is in his region. Mm -hmm. Like the those people, the over 50% of those people aren't all conspiracy theorists. You know, they're people who really want real change and they recognize that one of the problems to me, and this is a good place to start, I think, I think one of the problems with politics in America is so much of it is controlled by big money. I think most anybody can agree with that. I, I agree, I mean, to a large extent. However, I don't understand how much control, I mean, them supporting them, does that mean that you have to vote with them on certain, uh, certain laws and legislations? Or does it just mean, hey, I accepted money from these corporations to listen to and consider what they're saying? To me, if corporations want to spend their money and try to buy politicians, cool, take that money and, and market so you can win, but you don't have to listen to the corporations. That's, that's, I don't, that's the part I don't get. Like, hey, someone's running on a platform of I'm not taking money from, from, big, from big farm or big this or big that. You're, once you become the president of the United States, do you have to uh, bow down to their request just because they donated to your campaign? I, I never understood that part. I, I do understand that big money is running and has run this country. I don't really think that the, the, the politicians really run the country. It's, it's, you know, big business that runs the country. I just don't understand how we as a, a, an elected government uh, system have politicians who actually feel like they have to listen to or bow down to these uh, 
corporate interest just because these corporations uh, donated money to their campaigns. I agree with that. I mean, I wish that that weren't the case, but when, it, when you look at the numbers and look at how much actually does come in, they, they do uh, become indebted to a lot of these people. And, and, and one, one example that I always give to people is, did you know that America and New Zealand are the only countries on the planet that allow mass advertising of pharmaceutical drugs? I, I can believe it. You, you go to other places and you'll never see on TV all night long, um, basically dope dealing all night long, especially right. if, you, if you watch the news. You know, we do a lot of travel and that's what I don't have a TV at home. But when I do travel uh, and I watch, you know, the CNNs or the BBCs of the world, mm -hmm. uh, it's very different than when you watch it domestically. I mean, every commercial is practically a drug commercial. Every sports uh, commercial is about sport, erectile yeah. dysfunction and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I can believe it. Um, we, we definitely um, are in a system that, that allows, uh, I guess, quote unquote, legal, legal substances to be uh, pumped down our throats. But I mean, we're also in a place where we don't have to partake in that, any of that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, it right, doesn't, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I get the advertising, but, I, you know, I don't I don't mess with. You know. Yeah, but there's no reason to advertise a prescription drug at all. Like the ed advertising is not education. You know, that's not education. And if you want to learn about these certain drugs, if you have a problem and you want to research it yourself, that's fine. But when it comes to prescription drugs, ideally what's going to happen is your doctor's going to say there's a drug that's going to help you with this. And ideally you're going to go do the research. You don't have to watch it 50 times on TV, especially somebody who may not have a job watching daytime TV or watching the, the major news channels or just sports all day. And just getting barraged with these things, it gets it gets into your head. I mean, that's what advertising is for. It wants to get into your psyche. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not to. Uh, and you might have a stronger psyche. No, it's not even that. I I don't watch television. You know, I think it's a it's a poisonous box, and it's set to to destroy your your morals, your psyche, especially the morals and psyche of a African American person in America. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the imagery. However, if I go to the doctor, if I'm not going to a Chinese doctor, as far as a Eastern medicine or a holistic doctor, doctors are doing the same thing. I got guys that are that'll offer me ten different drugs within a thirty-minute uh, consultation because the pharmaceutical companies are spending their money every single day feeding their entire office, buying them equipment to 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 pump and advertise there too. So it's across the board. You know, doctors are not saying, "Hey, don't take the," you know, they always have the weird name, Solyndra, Levitra, you know, Columba, whatever they call it. Doctors are more and more uh, as I become cognizant of this as an adult pushing these drugs on you too because they're spending big money the pharmaceutical companies are spending big money to advertise to you directly so it's not really just a television thing you know i mean that's just me i don't i don't really mess with tv tough but i do re re realize that when i go to the doctor way more since i've become an adult you know over the past 20 years they they're pumping a drug for every single thing from a flu shot you know to common cold drug th things where it's like hey why every time I have even a slight ailment, if I have any ailments, you're, you're trying to get me some drug to mask the pain. or mask. It, it wasn't like this before when I used to go for a checkup. Now, I mean, literally, they're trying to pump something on you all the time. They're asking you about ailments in order to see an opportunity to sell you some dope. It's a trip. Well, I live in Austin, and luckily I found a nice hippie lady doctor, so she doesn't do that to me, thankfully. But I do know that that's a reality, and, and what you're saying is completely right. But as two artists who have toured the world, you've been a lot of places. I mean, people do drugs everywhere. People do all kinds of things all over the world, but they do do the prescription drugs that we do here on the, on the scale that, that happens here. They, they, there's no country that compares. 
I, I agree. I agree. I see it. I mean, you know, I went to Florida recently and it seemed like every person Oof. that I came into contact with was on something and they were just kind of barely holding on. I'm talking about from the hotel wait staff to the restaurants to the cabbie to even the people working at the venue. It seemed like everybody was on some sort of prescription job. Right. In Florida. Yeah. No, go ahead. Casual. Oh, no. I just was going to uh, point out a little bit of the distinction between what we're talking about because yeah people do drugs everywhere but most of the places those are illegal drugs obviously you pointed out that there are prescription drugs but that means a lot more than we're what we're saying by just saying oh we do prescription drugs because who you know it's it puts it into a system to make sure certain people get that money you know what i'm saying and this is like uh you know what i'm saying this basically is just like a big corporate way to take an illegal enterprise, obviously we know, and turn it into a legal, still criminal enterprise. Boom, you just brought it full circle to an extent, man. That's what we're talking about. People taking this money and nurturing this criminal enterprise, man, to an extent. I mean, no, yeah, it's legal, but to me it's still it's a crime to prescribe kids in their single digits antidepressants and all these other drugs unless they really, really extremely need it. You know, but that's the sort of thing. There are kids in this generation who were raised on those drugs. Now, we're getting a little off, off the path, a little bit talking about prescription drugs. I tend to do that. But what's important to me, like, you know, Bernie Sanders is the only candidate who came out and said, I think marijuana should be legal across the board. And not only did he say that, he said, we've got these bankers and Wall Street people who have gone and destroyed people's lives, who have taken you know, all of their money, all of their savings, destroyed humans' lives, and none of them see jail for a second. But you can have a kid with a 20-bag of weed who can see yeah, time in jail. That's true. And, and that, he uh, actually says that. He talks about that in real basic terms for people to hopefully understand. The part about the bankers was one that used to be stuck to that realm of conspiracy, but now people actually learning it's true after seeing what happened in Greece or whatever, and just even learning more about the Fed or how it's run. People are like, oh, okay, this whole system is a sham, you know what I'm saying? And he, I mean, again, I hate to keep on saying, uh, referring to it with, with the term conspiracy, but I heard about a lot of this stuff before it was, uh, we, we, we would hear a candidate actually speaking about these type of things through just mm -hmm. arcane teachings, people talking about uh, things as far as, oh, the United States is a corporation and we're not even, you know what I'm saying? All right. of this type of talk he is one of the only people i've heard speak in that direction so it's kind of interesting to me but honestly in my personal life one of the biggest things that uh he spoke towards was demilitarizing in the police if i'm exactly correct. yes not that personally for me when i think about because i don't really like to depend on the government for nothing like in my home, what what I need? I don't want to call the cops. I don't want to do none of that. I don't want no assistance or none of that. Maybe it's my positioning in life, but I developed the mentality to so I wish they just. I believe we could exist as civil human beings without such a forceful authoritarian. But uh, and so when it comes down to the militarization of the police, it affects. Uh, you know, they test out everything on my people first, mm -hmm. on black people in America first. It's going to come to everybody, but they first want to see how it happens in the Fergusons and in the Oaklands and all these places. And so we get hit with that stuff first, where you can see tanks in Oakland just last year. 
uh, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. And so that's one good thing. I'm like, okay, well, at least he spoke towards that. Maybe it was probably to get the attention of a person like me, but hopefully he's sincere in those, you know, efforts. Well, think about it like this. I mean, first of all, when you say Ferguson, like those are the ones that were televised recently, but you come from California. You know that in the in the especially in the height of the crack era, there were tanks breaking down people's doors. You know, that this the militarization of the police has been happening exactly. for a long time. This is they not something new. About it. What was that song? Oh, school about a round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he is talking about these things. Think about Tamir Rice in Cleveland, a 12-year-old boy who was shot by a police officer who jumped out of his car and shot this little child in less than two seconds and was acquitted. There was no, no charges brought against him. What so needs to happen then? But, that, but that's because he's being – this all went by his peers. These were local Cleveland people who, in his organization who said, no, 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 he was justified. This is the time when, honestly, the government does need to step in and say, wait, 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 no, no, no. There was video of this. We need a grand jury on this. We need something real to really yeah. look at this because that's crap. This crazy officer who had already been disciplined for these things had already been fired from other police forces for doing not nothing as severe as that, but doing similar things. He's out there and he shot a 12-year-old baby on the street. Well. That's what the subject a little bit, just a little bit from demilitarization of the police to white supremacist infiltration of the police force in America and the all out war on black people that the New York or whoever the chief of the, you know, the police of the nation simply called after some incident happened in New York. Y'all remember all that stuff after Eric Garner happened and then two police officers got killed in New York and this big police cop guy comes out saying something like, oh, we're going to treat it like it's war time now. I wish I had the actual quotes, but I know people who are abreast to current events of last year probably remember this whole occurrence. Well, since then, or not since then, but if you just look at all the media on how many people have been killed by the police since such occurrence, it was like a thousand something. No, it's every every 28 hours. And this is... This is a, a, a new day. statistic. This is like a, a new rising statistic, if I'm correct. It's not like it ain't been like that, mm-hmm. but uh, it's been increasing, and everyone can see it increasing. And so, you know, I don't know if, you know, Bernie has spoke to us that directly. He definitely because, has. Okay, that's what's up. Well, I, I applaud that. And, and what, what would he say about what I consider – and I said it again, I, I consider it being white supremacists infiltrating the police force because we can't just have a person pulling up on video, shooting somebody in two seconds, and then everyone in this position of authority who overviews uh, such of an occurrence, you know what I'm saying, agree all the way down to, and we could go in all the way on how bogus a grand jury is anyway. I've been sure. told we need to eliminate sure. grand judos, juries in total. If they're not allowed to, they're only allowed to see one side of the evidence is what I learned. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like an argumentative stance in a grand jury. So that's a whole system set up that if you did have evil intentions and you wanted to hijack this system for some nefarious reasons, it, it could be done, and it has been Excellent. done. I, I ain't Excellent. just trying to talk off the hook, but go ahead, Tasha. No, I agree. I agree. It protects you. I mean, there's, there, there's so, there's the, the whole American system is multi-layered, 
And I, you know, we spoke on this before. I, I definitely see uh, Bernie as the lesser of several evils, but the real conversations that we have to have are, are a lot deeper than an election, a lot deeper than policy, et cetera. They go down to our education system. They go down to entertainment. They go down to our political uh, system and also our, our religious systems, et cetera. I mean, we live in a country where basically we have, uh, oh man, sorry. We have, we have a, we have a concept that first of all, America is this white Christian homeland that was, you know, like, like we're on stolen land. Let's start there. You know what I'm saying? And the people that the land was stolen from are, are right now living in terrible conditions, being punished as we speak, you know, being fr the land's being fracked upon and land's being dumped upon by nuclear waste, et cetera. Like, it's such a multi-layered and just a uh, terrible saga that I would hope that this guy is some sort of band-aid or some sort of uh, gateway towards getting real parity and real equality and real... Uh, justice for for all people in this land since those are the principles that were supposedly founded upon however to me it's, it's politics as usual and and i think that once you enter the realm of politics here and you're playing a game that's set up with certain rules which you know deny my humanity as a black human being deny women's humanity you know deny pretty much anybody poorest humanity it's like what you're, you're if the fact that you're playing that game uh, is, is <laughs> makes you suspect to me. I feel you. I feel you 100% on that. I mean, like what, what I said earlier when we talked about the lesser of two evils, I feel like, you know, Obama, I, I worked to help, you know, I worked on the campaign on a small level just in Texas and through Harris County and through Travis County here in Houston, in Austin and Houston, trying to do my part to try and help and raise awareness and, you know, get people to register to vote and stuff like that. But this time around, like, you know, going back to the police, if you look on, on the website and, and his issues and things he says, like he says, we need police forces that reflect the diversity of our communities, including the training academies and leadership. That's what he's talking about. We need people, community police. We don't need people coming in from the suburbs trying to police the hood. People who don't understand that. It's a war zone all the time. Right, which they ultimately think is a war zone all the time, which is why Tamir Rice is no longer with his parents. There's a whole lot of, uh, lot of things like this. To me, lesser of the two evils this time around we've got a lot more than two evils running in these in these primaries it's really insane to see what's going on on the republican side of the fence like it's i don't even want to talk about it too much because it's it's just it's just ludicrous what we're seeing now as you know and it it shows that ugly side of america that we want to get away from for me bernie sanders though he has a 30-year track record of really caring he's worked within in the civil rights movement from day one he talks a lot about the philosophies of Martin Luther King. He talks about all the things you're talking about right now, casual, the things you were just talking about. These are things that he does address. And yes, he's a politician. We do have to look at him as a politician and, and, and never just, you know, we're not going to bow down to anyone. But the fact of the matter is, like, no one else is talking about these things. The other candidates feel as though they don't have to play to you and I. They have to play to the big money and the corporations, and that's how you win. This guy is actually speaking to us, which is something that impresses me and makes me think to myself, man, I'm going to put my time in to try and, and help because not there haven't been too many politicians that really came out and spoke to us at all. Remember when Barack was speaking to us? I mean, it, 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 remember when, you know, a lot of people speak to us. And it, I think that I'll give Bernie his respect because... He sticks to his positions. He's not really a flip-flopper. And he's willing to say what I think a lot of people who want to be seen as moderate Democrats or centrist or, you know, uh, 
uh, as Obama was kind of coalition building. So he's reaching across instead of sticking with their own politics. He, he st stood firm as far as his voting record and as far as the rhetoric. I just think that, you know, the, the, the efficacy of the presidential uh, position as someone that's really going to affect change, that, that's something that's questionable. And also, anybody says anything to get elected. I, you know, like, I, I, I'm not, yeah. I, I, it's very hard for me to uh, believe any politician. And it's not because, I mean, I, I've, I've voted in every election. I'm talking about local election and national election since yep. I turned 18 because it was important to me. And I think, you know, it's the fundamental right that, that, that this country is founded upon. But there are a lot of other things that this country has been founded upon or people perceive this country to be founded upon, which sort of stymie. Uh, our participation in the in the political process. I mean, Barack has great ideas and great verve and 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 great goals, but he, you know, we, we're dealing with it, dealt with a system where the, where Congress tried to stop him on anything. I mean, we have right. we're in a system right now where we have poor people voting against having health care for themselves. Exactly because, because they're racist and ignorant, not not because they're against big government or all these fake things that they're putting out there. Basically because they're racist and ignorant. You know what I'm saying, though? And, and, and they're willing to use the values of the rich people who don't care, who wouldn't pee on them if they're on fire to to uh, to color and to circumscribe their rhetoric. I mean, I just I, I applaud Bernie for sticking to his guns. I just don't see it happening post-election with any candidate, period. You know, it's, it's politics and politics a lot of times is about compromise. And I feel like, OK, if he can get in some of the things that that he stood behind, that's great, and he's an awesome candidate for that reason. But when you get to the, the presidential level, there's so little control you have. And I mean, you talk about, I mean, Barack's supposed to bring the troops home, eh, or the troops home, you know. Uh, there, I mean, he's, he's, he's done a lot, and I think Bernie has the potential to do a lot as well. I just think that once you get into what, you know, this system, which is, you know, bicameral government and, you know, separation of, of these different powers and, all, you know, all these things, it, it's very hard to push through an agenda that you might be able to push through on a state level or on a local level. I really think that people should vote more uh, for candidates who reflect Bernie's values in local elections and become more part, uh, more uh, active in local politics than national politics. Because when it comes down to national politics, we've got a bunch of rich, old, white people who are trying to keep everybody else from gaining any real power because of their fear that when those people, whoever they are, get into power, they're going to be just like the rich old white people who have been basically stepping on the necks of everybody here, poor people, women, people of color, since the second that they hopped off the boats over here. Exactly. And to be honest, to, to, to kind of build on what you're saying, like personally, I like Kanye West. I have no problem with Kanye West, but I'm going to say I would rather people jam hieroglyphics music and the message and follow you guys and the underground as a whole than I would have them follow Kanye West. But you know what? The average person follows Kanye West. The average person out there pays attention to the presidential elections because there is a lot of hype around them. There is a lot of money around it and promotion and, and publicity and that sort of thing, more so than they could ever be for their local elections. If we can start opening the eye, you know, one thing Kanye West and, and all the big hip-hop artists have done from, from day one, the, the guys who have broken through the pop side of things, they've, they've brought in more people to hip-hop. You know, I mean, one time I, I worked in the studio. One of the most incredible experiences I ever had was when I was like 20 years old and I was going to a school for audio engineering. And the audio engineering teacher, you know, back then I was I like loved hip hop. And he looked at me he's like, you like hip hop? And this is in Houston. 
And I was like, yeah, I love it. He's like, man, I need somebody to help me out in my studio. I got the ghetto boys about to come record in my studio. And I need like, it's, you know, I was an intern basically the whole time the ghetto boys recorded. We can't be stopped. That's awesome. That's so wow. I got to be in the studio with the ghetto boys. Do you remember the skit on We Can't Be Stopped where they did like the award show skit? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You're talking about some real history. Right so sure. when they did that award show skit, I remember we were standing around a piano talking about different things they could put in. I wasn't I had no input, you know, but but they were going through the, this whole thing and they had a country guy and all this. And I was like, oh, man, you got to put Vanilla Ice on there, man, and have him for best rap. And then you come in and whatever. And Willie D turned around and said to me, no, we're not dissing any rap at all we're not dissing vanilla ice because no matter what you think about him he's rapping he's coming out and making rap music he's bringing more people to rap music mm-hmm. and i was like man fuck vanilla ice but that resonated with me a lot i was like willie d like the hardest rapper ever practically mm-hmm. is straight up telling me that i have to accept vanilla ice because he's actually <laughs> doing what he's doing now i still don't totally accept vanilla ice but i understand what he's saying man like this is the sort of thing a guy like Bernie on his level coming in to be the president. No. And if he lasts eight years, he's not going to change the whole world. He's not going to change the whole country. That's not totally possible. He's going to face a ton of adversity. But can he, through what he does, inspire and show the average American that they do need to get more active on a local level? Can he show those things? I actually do have hope that that could happen. I think Obama's done that to an extent. Obama's opened a lot of eyes. I, I truly would hope so, and I truly would hope that the president will, would, would explain, because we really live in this, this system where I, I would say the vast majority, above 60% of, of Americans don't really understand the political system and how it works. And don't I might even, I, I'm going to say more than 60, way more than yeah, 60. I mean, I mean, the fact that, you know, states' rights and, and you know, we're a federation, you know, we're, we're a coalition of states, and a lot of times the states' rights, you know, supersede even federal rights to, you know, in certain in certain instances that I would hope that when he does get in, he starts endorsing or promoting or pushing candidates on those local levels who reflect his policies. Because from trying to do it from the top down, he's going to run up against a very, uh, what is it, uh, adversarial Congress. You know what I mean? He's going right. he's, he's to have problems pushing through things that his, his platform stands for. I mean, when you got people voting against uh, free education. It's like, mm-hmm. how, how stupid can you possibly be to vote mm-hmm. against free education? So, you know, so I, I just hope that he pushes and endorses and promotes candidates on a local level that reflect his values because it's going to be very difficult to do it from top down. Exactly. And that goes back to, you know, what he said about the police forces that reflect the diversity of our communities. These people running for office need to reflect the diversity of our communities more, you know, and more people need to step up to these things. And hopefully, you know, I think Obama has inspired a lot of people at least shown people that there is hope or there is more that they can do in their community and i I hope that that is true and it might not be across the board it might not even be 20 percent of the people but if it's touched enough people to come in and make a difference it's it's a fantastic thing well that might be uh on just to add about the obama because i used i voted for him too not the second time around i was discouraged but he's might have done a lot on the local or the domestic level, but on the international level, as far as we consider the theater of war, he's expanded it to such a degree. I mean, what is Bernie Sanders' stance on droning innocent kids all the time? You know what I'm saying? And all this stuff that Obama seemed to do that I think Bush flew like maybe 10 or 11 drone experiments. And I know, I mean, 
drone missions, and I, I might be wrong with that, but I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not that into it. I'm just going off things that came across, information that's came across me in the past. But one thing that very discouraged me much is how Obama seems to use these drones to basically, you know, harm our relations with all these foreign countries, basically. I, I, I know Bernie is, is he's trying to get us out of the Middle East and trying to get the Middle East to handle uh, their problem, quote unquote, out there. Uh, but I don't know how I mean, when we're when we're dependent upon their oil, uh, when we're dependent really upon selling arms to them constantly, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not just the oil thing. We, we're selling uh, guns to them to the level of maybe trillions, but definitely billions, billions, mm -hmm. billions. How do you disengage from that? Or do you even plan on disengaging from that? You know, I mean, are you going to say, hey, well, you guys fight your war, but we're going to sell you all these guns? Because that's probably the only thing that we make anymore in America anyways. Or are we going to keep sending drones over there and say, well, we're, we're not putting our, our young people in harm's way, but we'll blow the bejesus out of you with these little robots? I mean, <clears throat> what, 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 what are the policies going to be? Because like you said, it, it, the, the theater of war has expanded, maybe not on a human level with regard to American citizens, but definitely all these sort of splinter groups and, and groups that terrorist groups, et cetera, they have grown out of seeing their children blown to bits by mm -hmm. American bombs, by Israeli bombs, by, by coalitions of these different despotic leaders that we put into place until we want to take them out, then we take them out and put somebody else in the place. I mean, the, the explosion of, of heroin use is because basically we took the Taliban, who are super hyper-religious guys who had cut off opium sales, and we put the Northern Alliance, who are basically the biggest dope dealers in the world, in, in, in play. And now heroin use has gone up 800%. So there's so right. many things at play, man. It's not just a And war. the heroin use comes from, by design, them putting so many people on the prescription opiates and then taking them oh, away. Yes. That's all happened. You and talked about Florida earlier, and I'm from Houston. For you know, I lived in Houston a good part of my life, man. And and Houston had the pill doctors. They Houston had the pain clinics, mills. quote unquote, pill mills, where you'd go in, tell them you had a, a car accident a couple years before, and you had some pain, and they'd say, "Oh, where's it hurt? Oh, do you have your X-rays?" You say, "No." They say, "Oh, okay, bring those next time," and they'd give you 120 Vicodins. 90 Xanax and 60 Somas. That's called the Houston cocktail. That's the same thing that was happening in Florida. Now, you can't do that. It started out to where you would get the, that, that Houston cocktail for about $200 total with the doctor's visit and the prescription. Now it's like 800 mm -hmm. It's a big difference. They took that away. So now you go out and get a $5 thing of heroin that could be cut with anything and probably die. That's what's going on all over the country. And, and basically, they cut out the middleman in, in Afghanistan and all over, over there. For what I can see, like, honestly, my what you just said, I reflect what you just said to an extent. Like, my favorite thing about Obama is seeing a lot of domestic policy come about because, to me, we didn't see a lot of things happening domestically with Bush. There was a lot more things that we saw happening overseas and war-centric war things happening with him. And now, for what I've, like, you know, seen Obamacare and things like this, it's not perfect, but it's a step in the right direction. To me, the next step is Bernie. If we want to keep going in that direction, yes, I agree with everything you just said, and it's all true about the drones and what's going on with our, our warmongering country. Yes. Is that all Obama? It's definitely not all Obama, but he's our leader, and that's who it falls on. What's Sanders going to do to fight that and, and to change that? That's, that remains to be seen. When you look at the rest of the candidates, Hillary Clinton, 
you mentioned Israel earlier. She's extremely Israel. You know, she's extremely Saudi Arabia. She's extremely embedded with that whole system. Did she drop out the race? No. They said she dropped out. I might have seen a false report or something. <laughs> Nobody said Hillary dropped out of the race, man. Oh, okay. Hillary, def- maybe O'Malley did. But, I, but Well, you know, when you get your news off Facebook, you yeah. might think so. <laughs> That's another problem. I'm yep. hoping Bernie bans Facebook. No. But the fact of the matter is, you know, that I personally feel that our next logical step is Bernie. You know, I would hope that in uh, – Hoping after this election we can resurrect your original single, Casual. I hope that we can bring out That's When You Lost and direct that at, at Donald Trump. Direct yeah. that at them, and we can celebrate a new beginning here in America. We'll see what happens. but And, and nothing's perfect. We, we have no idea what's going to happen exactly. But we can look at one candidate and say, wow, your track record for civil rights, your track record for human rights, your track record for what you've done in your state and what you've done in your job is pretty strong. We can say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, will, I will say he's he's has stand, stood behind his rhetoric, uh, you know. I'm not, I'm not, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's empty. And I think that he has a, he's not a flip flopper. He has a, a a record that is is you know it shows it's it tells a narrative, you know, and it, it's that you know he's 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 anti you know he's trying to fight poverty, he's trying to fight war, you know he's he's pro education, he's pro choice, and all these things. Mm-hmm. I just hope that. Um, he doesn't get into power and start doing, I think what Obama's biggest mistake was, was trying to make friends, in, 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 which is what politics is about, but trying to reach across the board and, and shake hands with people who really are only concerned with consolidating their rich base and maintaining control of, of earth. <laughs> Man, well, let's keep it real on, on, the, on the election side of things. Like, As our first black president, Obama had to walk that middle ground yeah, to an extent yeah, like there yeah. he couldn't like obama couldn't align himself with rappers definitely I obama would have been but he attacked. did but Who? he did he the first rapper i mean president i ever seen with a kendrick lamar and some that's more. today he, that's today that's not during the election that, that okay, was last week. i'm sorry oh you meant doing the election week. you're I'm right talking about when he was trying to get in now he's almost he's got one more year left dude so he can do whatever he wants practically but when he was trying to get elected like he couldn't just align himself with that community and say, "Hey, man, yeah, this is I'm your guy." Like he would get screwed right. by the whole rest of America. Like Bernie Sanders, a seventy-some-year-old Jewish dude from Vermont, who you know who did march in the civil rights movement, who has been down since you know since his earliest days. What can they really say to him? You know, like he can he can do a lot of things differently than what Obama did. Obama had to kind of walk that middle ground to an extent, and I think that he's made a lot of headway in this country. And there's also lots of things we can dispute too. There's lots of things point. we can talk about. That's but you know, point, he had he had to walk a he had he was on eggshells for ninety eight percent of his candidacy because of the racial politics around it. I just hope that uh, you know, uh, the other guy can walk the walk because we need the, the one thing you can say about the Republican Party is they don't care at all whose feelings are hurt. Right. They, they look out for their own and they keep pushing and they keep pushing and and you just got to deal with it. The one thing I can say negative about the Democratic Party is they're trying to please everybody, and as a result, they oftentimes please nobody. So right. we need somebody who's going to get in there and really throw their weight around for the principles that they got elected upon. Because I've I've never in my entire life, you know, I've only been knowledgeable since the Reagan years about politics, really, but I've never seen uh, Democratic candidates really 
you know, they're always trying to make friends and shake hands and, and please everyone. And that, that that's not how stuff gets done. I mean, right, you look right. at George W. Bush. I mean, he basically said, you know what? The whole entire world and probably some aliens are going to hate me, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do for my base, which was is basically the rich of yep. the world. And then I'm going to make you like it on top of that to the point where we have idiots out here who are sort of longing for the days of Bush like he wasn't the worst president in the history of America. You yeah. know, it's, it's so it's so weird to me. But we'll see. I mean, I'm, you know, Bernie is forming as as a strong, viable candidate to me when he first came out. The, his policies were so <laughs> like I wouldn't I, you know, I would say like they were just so I'm, I'm not going to say left. It's not a left right thing because. It's just they were so uh, mm, different that I thought that he wouldn't even be a viable candidate. Mm. But the way it's shaping up, it seems like he is actually he might end up getting the nomination. And th I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, to me, that shows that there are more than just, you know, these small enclaves like Vermont or like the right. Bay Area or like, you know, or like New York that, that are that are thinking in these sort of uh, progressive. I hate to use that term because it's right. turned into a bad word, but these sort of future minded future-minded and, and, and change-seeking uh, terms, you know, because right. we, we got to get on parity with the rest of the world, man. The rest of the planet, I mean, you know, we, we've been in this game a long time. We used to travel the world and, you know, get love for being American. For the last, you know, since, since Bush, we travel the world, and, and I'm talking about kids, 14, 15, want to sit and have real political conversations with us, like what the hell is going on out there? Because yep. to the rest of the world, we look like the Nazi party. You know what I'm saying though, and 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 right now, you know, you watch a Trump rally, it looks like 1938 Germany, you know. So we we gotta get somebody in there who's gonna uh, increase the esteem of America through actual action, not through being charismatic or not through having great great speech ability, but actually through actual action. And thus far in our entire lifetime, that hasn't happened. Well, for me at this point, you know, I'm just excited to see that. He was a fringe candidate when it started, and everybody, you know, I was actually a supporter of Dennis Kucinich. I don't know if you're familiar with Dennis Kucinich, but he ran for president uh, in the primaries against the first time, the the time Obama, the first uh, Obama presidency, and the time before that he was running in the primaries. A pretty radical guy from Ohio who stood up to corporations, stood up to big money in his city and and Cleveland, and did a lot of, you know, he was the youngest mayor ever in Cleveland, had a really strong history too, and. There was no chance given to him whatsoever by anyone. Like even people who support him, like myself, I was like, man, this would be a great guy to, to see as our president. But there's no way. When Sanders first came out with this, that was the that was the sentiment too. But now we're like, man, he's winning in the polls. He's raising more money than any president in history from individuals. You know, it, it's it's pretty exciting. It is. Uh, and I agree. To speak to the point that I lost right before this, it was about uh, Donald Trump and making America great again. I just wanted to speak that I've noticed in my own life, there's more than just politics or whoever, quote unquote, the secret controllers or the social engineers, whoever they are, have all been working together to bring back this climate all the way. I mean, we could go through Hollywood. We can go to Facebook and 
uh, the amount of information that they filter and direct to your feed and all the experiments they've done. I mean, I, I hate to start sounding like I'm going far out on a tangent, but I've noticed it. Even if we look at the television as a tool of entertainment, we're looking at it incorrectly as a propaganda tool. And if you look at it that way and see what image or what they've been forcing on the people uh, lately, to me, it's been very uh, degrading. I mean, you know, degrading uh, towards uh, my people for for one, and 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 a lot of my people are the main accomplice in making this happen to get a little bit of light in uh, in Hollywood. But it's across the board. I'm I'm gonna speak in, all the way down to Quentin Tarantino's mm. use of the word nigger so much. He's trying to recondition white people to be yeah, back in their old slave uh, mentality. They forgot how to be slave owners and so he want to desensitize them to that the same way facebook wants to desensitize everybody to seeing black people getting their hair blown off that's why that's mm. all you see go up and down your feed every day and so this is how i look at things it's not just the uh politicians taking their stance on it it's all of these secret like i said uh I, just because i can't define who these that's why I said in the beginning we will speak to define who they are because we always talk about this nefarious they, but they don't always lie inside of politics. And it's something about not really understanding how this uh, country runs that allows this type of stuff to happen. And that's just how I feel. You know? Exactly. And what you're saying is totally is true and on point, and it's the way a lot of people feel. I was talking to Tajay before we got on um, on this, you know, recording the podcast, and I was telling him, and I want forgive me because I don't have it right in front of me, so the the numbers I'm going to give are not going to be exact numbers, but they're very close to what I just read, and they talked about how much time the uh, commercial stations have been giving Trump versus what Sanders has been giving, and, and it said for ABC News, ABC, just one network. It said they've given Donald Trump over 600 minutes of coverage. How, do you know how much time they've given Bernie Sanders? Casual? How much? Less than a minute and a half. <laughs> Are you lying? And I'm I will not- say I'm not lying. I will say that I, I'm not looking at the statistics right in front of me at this second, so I may be a little off there, but it was basically oh. 600 to a minute and a half. That's oh. insane. It's why I really... The Trump shit to me is... I am a news junkie to an extent. I'd like to pay attention to at the moment. It's really, it's making it hard for people like us, myself to even pay attention because I can't look at him anymore. I can't even fathom that this guy is running for president. But the worst part about that is the reason he and Bernie are getting so much attention is they're both so radical in what they're talking about. And so you've got radical people on one side and radical people on the other pinging sides between a Bernie and a Donald and it's, what, what, it's what's Don, what is Donald saying that's radical? Is, is he radical in the... It, he's not saying anything except the, the, the same charter that's been running since America has been quote-unquote great. And it's, it's hate everybody, destroy everything, rich is right, uh, white is right. Right, but you're not allowed to say anything right now. You, you can't say shit right now. The, the, you know, as far as the quote-unquote PC stuff is, you know, like, so, he's being, he's wait, being so, radical on TV. No, he may not be not, radical to you or me, but he is being anything. radical Like, that, all that stuff is being said. You know how many times I've been called an N-word in my life and disrespected and hoorahed and all that? I'm a college graduate, a business owner, a father, etc. 
Like the PC is not real. That's not real. You don't lose your job for real for calling your employees in words. You may some get sued. Some people do. Not some everyone people, knows. Some, some people, people do, do, but how few, how many, come on now, how many cracker ass crackers mm-hmm. run businesses out here? Let's keep, be real. Come on now. PC is like it's, like it's infringing upon so many people's lives. Like people are losing jobs, et cetera. I, I can tell you out of all my buddies who do work for major corporations, they work for some evil, foul, not cool people who disrespect them on a regular basis and they have to take it because they have to feed their children. So PC and not being able to say anything, that's not, uh, you know, that's, it, what he's doing is not radical. It's the same. It's, the, it's more of the same. And that's what trips me out. It's like maybe the majority of America or maybe well, it's not even the majority of America. It's literally white men feel that they can't express their true feelings. But I'm like, why do you truly feel like you got to disrespect everybody and, and pump yourself up with fake statistics and, and, push your mediocrity to the forefront and, and throw your weight around as if that, that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do as a man. It's so weird because every other group, and I mean people of color, I mean poor people, I mean uh, women, all have to deal with this and have had to deal with this our entire lives. PC is not stopping anybody from speaking their minds at all, at all, man. I get talked to by, like a dog by white folks all the time until they realize that they're standing on my property or until they realize I'm the person that they called to do work for them. Etc. So I don't, I don't, I don't even think what Trump is doing is radical. It's just uh, him being the class clown and and being the loud mouth of the class. But it's not any different than. Come on, you live in Texas. Come on, man. Keep it one hundred, man. Like, okay. Really, All right. Are, so radical is their jobs. People, people are losing their jobs because they because they use the N word. People are losing their jobs because they disrespect black folks or poor folks or Mexicans or any, nobody's losing their jobs. Come on. You know nowadays because there's this digital trail on Facebook. People can't go on Facebook and say, hey, kill all the Arabs. They might get in trouble. Maybe, maybe, if there, if there is somebody in power. But for the most part, you read this stuff. I do not engage in, in social media or all these things because when I read this stuff, especially YouTube comments and the anonymous and all those types of things, not anonymous, the group, but anonymous comments, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that, people are terrible. Their Damn. souls are sick. There are awful human beings out here, and it's getting worse and worse because for some reason, I think really the mental safety net that, that really never existed, but that I think white people think existed where they were automatically guaranteed the best of everything, that's gone now because of, for some reason, because I, maybe a black man became president or maybe because you're watching sports with a lot of black people running around, which is you know such a teeny segment of our population, or maybe you're watching BET all the time, or maybe you're watching uh, cuckold porn all the time or all this kind of stuff, I don't know. But for some reason, it feels like the, the racism is flaring up at a, at a terrible rate as if white people's rights have been infringed upon at all in this country, and they haven't. You know what I'm saying though? Even their rights to be terrible human beings haven't been infringed upon. And I'm not just singling out one group because everybody's doing it. But I don't think Trump, what I'm saying is radical. I don't think anything Trump is saying or doing is radical. It's mainstream, middle of the road America. Okay, no. No, 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 no. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you right here on on the word radical was wrong. But what Bernie and Trump are doing are representing big segments of our population. I hope they're not representing. They are. They are. I mean, I think Trump represents a lot of people. And to me, that is the saddest thing. And it's sad. When you have people voting against free education, we have people voting against health care. When you have people voting against prison reform, when all these things affect poor people, first off, and people of color, 
in, in adverse ways, it just lets me know we're still playing this sort of racial, old school, you know, right. slavery politics. And, and I'm, but, I'm kind of frustrated. But, the fact but, that Trump is even this far in the race, to me, lets me know that people out here are working with a lot fewer brain cells. Than they and me can. too. Me too. So what we can do to a certain extent is turn that negative into a bit, you know, and of course, this is not changing everything by any means. We can turn that negative into a positive to an extent and look at Bernie Sanders being his number one competition. Being the fact that there are a lot of people in America who are feeling what he's talking about, who are actually talking with their own pocketbooks, as, as small as the donation may be or as large as it may be, they're going out and they're saying, I like what Bernie Sanders is saying. Bernie Sanders is talking about the opposite of what Trump is saying. This is where I am. And those people exist too. Uh, hey, and those I, people I, are across I, racial boundaries. They're across all, there's all kinds of people. I've, Wear my Bernie Trump, um, Bernie Trump. Please stop me now. I need to stop. No. That's, when that's, I wear my Bernie, that was terrible. When I wear my Bernie, that was a Freudian slip. Me, a Freudian two, sides slip. Coin, two sides of the same coin right. is all I'm saying. I just sure, hope that. No, I, man. When I wear my Bernie Sanders shirt out, such I get comments every three steps from all different kinds of people, and that means so much to me because they are listening, they are paying attention, and they do want real change. And the whack thing about it is, there are plenty of people who also want quote unquote real Trump change. They want a wall around the border. They think that's going to do a, a nation full of immigrants that want to make a build a wall, exactly. wall to keep other immigrants out. It's insane to me. It's insane. The only people that I think can sneak on a wall are natives. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pure insanity right now. I, like, I, you know, I don't want to get into any sort of negative politics or, mm -hmm. or, or, or mud throwing or anything. I do say, think that Bernie's values that he has represented are a lot of more in tune with how I was raised and things I believe. However, I do think that us believing that politics is going to change uh, our our life here is, mm -hmm. is 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 a fool's game. And I think that we need to just start building coalitions with regard to our businesses, with regard to how we spend our money, not just in supporting political candidates, but with regard to supporting businesses, supporting each other. That's going to be where the real change happens. And hopefully, hey, we have a leader that reflects that. But I'm I'm really can't worry about that because on my day to day I've got to worry about uh, directly affecting the people around me and, and making sure their lives are better regardless of who's in power. We right, survived right. we survived eight years of Bush. We survived eight years of Reagan. We survived four years of Bush. That's 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 basically uh, you know. 16, and Nixon and Ford and well you know I, I was born, yeah, born when yeah, Ford exactly. was born. Well, what I'm saying is. Reagan and then Bush number one and then Bush number two. That's 20 years of George Herbert Walker Bush, the head of the CIA running America. And you know what I'm saying, though? And, and throughout those times, we survived and thrived. I don't think it's any like Clinton was his his politics with regard to environment or with regard to bombing people. And that's like, they're not they weren't that much different than Bush. He rode the wave of the Internet and a new technology sort of having a an economic boost, but he had nothing to do with that economic boost. And all I'm saying is all these dudes are the same. They're all rich white guys. You know, Barack is just a rich black guy, you know, and I, I, I don't think that any of these candidates are going to make any substantive change in my life compared to me co coalitioning with casual or co building coalitions with you and building coalitions with real human beings who are on the floor or on the ground and, and, and putting our money where our mouth is and building from there. Like I'm not I'm, I, we're just I'm I'm not I don't believe in American government. Right, I believe right. it exists to push for the empire. We're, America is the death star. And, and the leader of America is the, either the emperor or Darth Vader, whoever he is. 
you know, and I, and that's just my true feelings about this political system and about all of the candidates. That being said, the things that Bernie is saying and his voting record reflects more of the values that I believe in, but I, I just don't know if a top-down solution is gonna work here because we live in a country where there actually are five or six human beings that would vote for Trump who's an idiot mm -hmm. and who represents idiots and whose platform represents ignorance and bullying and disrespect and basically regression to caveman times. But you know what, too? Uh, I agree 100%. I just wanted to add, do anybody who's leading this early actually win? I heard that was some statistic, too. Like, yeah, he's leading early in the polls, but all the early candidates don't never really be the one who win the election. You know what I'm saying? And so, and plus the media just, uh, we spoke about this. They making us think he's bigger than he is. I know a few early polls might have him as a forerunner, but I don't, I don't believe people is that damn dumb that they gonna really vote a Donald Trump as their uh, candidate for the Republican Party. Okay, well, let's keep it real, man. Star power is real. Fame is real. Uh, celebrity worship is real in this country and in this world and it's happening more and more around the world but in america for real for sure that celebrity power is really real and so to go back to what tajay was talking about can a president who is a star who is famous to us you know to the average person who looks at them they're they're a demagogue they're huge can that be the catalyst to help inspire the average person to understand that they do need to be more engaged in politics. They do need to be more engaged in their community. They do need to support the businesses in their communities. It's, they do need to take the police to task when they're pulling shit like what happened happens every 28 hours in our country. Like, could that top-down situation actually be a real thing when it comes to the, the, the psyche of the average American who's looking at this guy and can say, oh, you know, because I think a lot of Americans had, first of all, I didn't really know who Bernie Sanders was until a year ago, you know, that, and I'm pretty informed. You know, the average American, as their eyes are open and, and, and they start seeing things and seeing real change, could that inspire them to understand that, yes, oh, I made, because they feel powerless. These human beings around in this country feel powerless. They don't feel as though their vote matters. They don't feel as though their voice matters. They don't feel as though there's any way they could ever afford to go to college. But once that those things are lifted, once, you know, I mean, free public college to me, that is I'm sitting here thinking my daughter's my my, my oldest daughter is going to college in four years. I don't totally know what I'm about to do. I got to figure that out. No, I mean, I, I think what he's saying you know? is huge, especially with regard to policing uh, and education. And a, and a couple other uh, a couple other things. I just, you know, where's the money going to come from? to pay for, uh, pay for these schools. And really, honestly, it's gonna have to come from the military industrial complex. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's the only business we're good at here. Everything else we've outsourced to China. Right, and that's and, how and, and guess who's outsourcing it to China? Guys just like Trump. So we got all these fake chest pumping patriots who wanna, who wanna pump up a guy who's a star you know, and all the, all the all these champions of business. When mm -hmm. all these champions of business are basically selling us all down the river for selling cheap, us right down the river. And I don't, but but you we we're all sitting here having a rational conversation about this. The writing's on the wall, but we have whole groups of people who still vote for idiots who do this to them and vote vote you know cut off their nose to spite their face. And why are they doing that? 
to a large extent, it's racism. It isn't just ignorance. It's it's racism. It's 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 feeling of powerless, et cetera, of powerlessness, et cetera. How do we remedy those things? Because those things cannot be remedied through political process. They got to be remedied through real healing and real introspection. And a lot of that introspection is not going to be comfortable, especially to those people who basically are the main perpetrators of racism. You know, I mean, when we got guys running around talking about Obama's a Nazi, I'm just like, what, where, where is that? Or, or you know that Hitler was a socialist, so was Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I'm like, so you're comparing Bernie Sanders to Hitler? You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, we got people that far deep into their ignorance. It's not going to be fixed by a political process. I feel that completely. I do feel that. And, I, and, and as someone who's traveled around the world, and as, and as you guys have as well, I've been in a lot of socialist countries. And those socialist countries don't have the crime that we have. They don't have the issues that we have. They also don't have the extreme wealth for certain people that we have, maybe. But it's not. It's it's a joke, man. Like we do need to see a certain degree of that here in America. We do need the people to get some assistance. I want to see the free college. I want to see kids not going to jail for marijuana. I want to see police reform. I want to see, you know, you talked about, you know, money. A lot of these corporations get the big get tax breaks to where they barely pay any tax at all, and they still move their, move and their operations overseas. And they still they move their operations overseas. Their this is something that needs to change. Tax. And he talks about, you know, stopping these banks, these these companies from being able to have their Cayman Island accounts and stuff. Like, there's things that he's but, actually but, addressing that are important to bring to the public psyche. Trump has said stuff about that too. That's what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. You know. Trump has said stuff about that, but that doesn't mean his business operates in that manner. That doesn't mean the marble or the granite on his countertops or his, his appliances and his big, ty- uh, his big uh, developments, et cetera, are American-made products. They're most likely Chinese products. You see what I'm saying? So all these guys talk is all I'm saying. All these guys mm-hmm. talk. You know, Trump is saying, hey, we're going to have Apple build their things here. I'm like, really? That's what you're going to do? How, how are we going to make that happen? Yeah. Imposing high tariffs. Okay, well, then all that's going to happen is that the costs are going to go up for the end user. I mean, we, we, we live in this country that is, I think people are kept purposefully ignorant. And I think mm-hmm. the television and education system have a huge hand in, in this purposeful uh, spread of ignorance. And I don't know how politics are going to get us out of it, except maybe people are starting to pay a little bit more attention. But the more I think about it, it just gets me frustrated because even the concept that Trump can be even seen as a viable candidate to me, lets me know that I have, I, I have too much faith in humanity because obviously right. there are some dumb human beings out here who just who think rich is right or who think mm-hmm. loud, is, loud is right or, hey, I'm just going to go with what's familiar. If what's familiar is not working for you, then why do you keep going with it? You know, it's, 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 it's frustrating, man. It seems like the people who engineered, not to cut you off, it no. seems like the people who engineered this whole process already lost faith in humanity and figured everybody were lemmings and they could just engineer things to be the way they wanted. You know what I'm saying? That's what it looked like. It was like, forget it. We can just forget everyone. Uh, only us 2% will take all the wealth or whatever and just turn the rest of society into our slaves. I know that seems harsh, but it, it, it got to be some people somewhere who's engineering that because that's what's actually the statistics show. Well, let's yeah. just talk about some of the offbeat statistics that I've heard. And I'm not no, you know, I'm just a rapper, anybody listening. But I did hear they said something like for every dollar, it's like, uh, what, 12 cents for every or something even worse than that. It was like eight cents to 
in every black home for eight cents, in the white home there's a dollar. And I think we talked about something about the uh, cash disparities between rich and poor, but not necessarily in uh, in that manner. I and, mean, uh, like this: there are 62 people on this earth that have the same amount of money as the bottom 50 percent of the rest of Earth. Mm -hmm. 62 people. They can fit right here in my office. That's that is a crime against humanity. No, nah, you know? exactly. You know? And a lot of that, I don't know if a political politics is gonna fix that. It's gonna be like a upheaval that it fixed something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, I definitely appreciate y'all's time, and I feel everything you're saying there. An upheaval, upheaval would be great. I hope that we can have a political upheaval in uh, 2016. I hope that we can see some positive change, and honestly. I hope that I'm not looking like a fool in 2017, like I was totally wrong or something. If Bernie Sanders does win and doesn't do all these things, that would be terrible. But at this point in time, and for what I've seen and from his track record and the things he talks about and the people he's aligning himself with and what he's up against, it is actually giving me a bit of faith that I haven't had in a long time. I cannot deny that, man, to see... What's going on right now is something where when Obama was running, we talked about hope, hope, hope. And I felt that, too. I was like, yes, I hope Obama wins. Hope that we can see these changes. Now I'm like, man, I have hope that we see some extreme action in these next four years, these next eight years and, and in the future to come. And and in my opinion, I feel like that's who that's who we got to talk about is Sanders. And, you know, I hope that you guys continue paying attention to these things. I hope that these uh Honestly, I hope he doesn't disappoint us. I hope we can keep moving forward and, and we see things, you know, these positive things happening and we can keep being positive and we'll see, you know, how y'all come around politically when it comes time to vote. And that's going to be your decision and that's going to be America's decision. We'll see what happens. Well, I appreciate uh, the time and thanks for having me yeah, and whatever, whatever. And I mean, to be honest, man, I appreciate y'all talking about this stuff, because to be honest with you, a lot of artists are afraid to talk politics. They're afraid to talk opinions. And in this time and day in America, you guys are the voices. You know, we talk, fuck politics. You know, people are listening to rap. Yeah, well, rap, that's rap, real. rap, we grew up on rap that was about politics. I'm well, talking, see. From, from, from the streetest rappers, like, you know, Willie D and Scarface yeah, and yeah. all of them taught me about politics. You know, N.W.A. taught me about politics, and I'm only using those as extreme examples. But yeah, yeah. hip hop was political from day one. Bambada taught me about politics. When you talk about the essence, you know, and rap in general is about politics. It was about just jacking power from a pole and having yeah. a party instead of fighting each other. You know, it was about redistribution of wealth and redistribution of power through through nonviolent means. So I think that any anybody period in, in the society who feels like they don't want to participate in politics, all they're doing is basically pushing forth ignorance and uh, you know that 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 that's not gonna get us that far so man i appreciate you even having this sort of conversation with exactly. us because because it, it it's a necessary conversation and i hope that hip-hop as the culture maybe not rap as the music but hip-hop as the culture starts promoting uh awareness and and higher level thinking because even that has been hijacked by uh the, the same the same drug dealing corporations that have hijacked our political system brothers X-Clan came out on a major label. You know yeah, what I'm saying? All different Think world. about me as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old here in X-Clan and jamming yeah. X-Clan and what that taught me and where yeah. that brought me. And th I think about the power of this music, this culture, this art, 
and what that can do for so many people, man. And we've gotten so far away from that. And we've got people who laugh at us for talking about politics, for talking yeah. about any of these things, for talking about anything but swag and drugs and the lifestyle and women and blah, blah, blah. Please. You know, I mean, I appreciate y'all taking this time at all. And I appreciate y'all standing your ground for your entire career. I know for a fact that both of you, this, you know, whole hieroglyphics camp, souls and mischief casual, everybody, you guys have worked nonstop without being major mainstream superstars. But I know for sure that you've worked and made money and gotten attention and made fans throughout your entire career from 93 till, and it's not going to stop. Yeah, well, thank you so much once again. I appreciate that. Man, Thanks. for real. For real. I definitely appreciate y'all. Do you want to give some contact information? There might be some people here who don't know everything about y'all, like the like the real hip-hop heads out here. You want to give some information on where people can hear more from you, where they can get information, figure out your tour dates? It's always hieroglyphics.com, in case y'all don't know. But, you know, we're hieroglyphics on all the social networks. Uh, click like on our fan page on Facebook. Follow Hyro. Uh, what's the real Hyro crew on Twitter and Instagram? What is it, uh, uh, The re- real Hyro crew on Instagram and uh, on Twitter, it's uh, Hyro Imperium. The all label name. Yeah, That's so uh, easy to spell. You're going to teach kids how to spell, too. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, hieroglyphics.com. H I E R O G L Y P H I C S.com. That's probably the jump off. And from there, you can check us uh, all, over, all over the internet. So please slide through. Man, well, definitely keep us up with everything you're doing. I appreciate y'all coming through, talking to me today. And uh, no matter what, what way you swing in these elections, man, just know that you took some time to make a difference in, in a lot of people's minds and hearts. And I definitely appreciate you a lot, man. You are tuned in to the Hip Hop for Bernie Sanders podcast. That's only one part of the Pusher Mania podcast network. You can get everything directly on that SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Pusher Mania. We're on iTunes, the Pusher Mania podcast network. Stitcher, tune in, all that. Just uh, search us out, give us a listen, give us a share, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's a revolution out here, man, and we will talk to you next time.